century number 10 for Brendan Taylor. He's got the Australian captain. We're talking about Rivada, we're talking about how good he is. And there it is. His 39th one day international 100. The King gets his crown at the Adelaide Oval. Go on, take it. Deep mid-wicket. Glenn Maxwell celebrates Eric Cole. He cannot believe it in the middle of the ground. Welcome to the DNet Stumps podcast. Zimbabwe's only weekly cricket show with expert analysis by Dean Duplessis. Hi, hello and a warm welcome to the podcast. Great to be with you again. And today we will be hearing, well, from a couple of people, but predominantly we will be catching up with a man who has made a very big impression in a very short period of time. 20-year-old Wesley Maravere will be talking about the recently concluded series against Bangladesh and just telling us a bit more about himself as well. But before we do that, we're going to be catching up with one of uh, Wesley's coaches. Well, actually, two of Wesley's coaches, actually. But uh, the first was a man who actually discovered Wesley and discovered the talent that he had back when Wesley was probably about 10 years old, so a good 10 or so years ago, when Wesley grew up in the town of Chitungwiza, which is situated just outside of Harare. This uh, coach's name is Malcolm Chikua, and he first of all tells us how he discovered Wesley Madavere. Okay, thank you, Dean. Uh, I started coaching at St. Gaines Primary School, I think that was uh, uh, 2008, January. So oh, it wasn't easy for me to be coaching there because uh, we didn't have a uh, proper kit, you know, and the facilities. So we just tried to improvise and uh, we're hitting the balls on the zero. But uh, I think it was uh, 2011 when I met Wesley, he was in grade five. Right. So on that, uh, it was 2011, yes, 2011, I'm pretty sure about that. Yeah. Um, I organized a cricket uh, match in April. It was a tour I wanted to go. So Wesley came for a single day but I saw that he, he had the talent. So after the holiday, we opened schools in uh, May, and you know, so, so I tried to look for Wesley in the class. And when I called him, he was afraid, he thought, baby, I want to beat him or something else. But I just told him that I want to see on practice because I've seen something inside him that you've got a talent. So since that day, you know, from 2011, he haven't stopped coming from uh, our practice. That's you know? all. So That's I kept on pushing him every time, pushing him, pushing him till when they put that because he was very good and he was so innocent. So I think maybe from, from, from that time, you know, he became a, a captain for Coles cricket team. He was in grade six. So when you in grade, grade seven, that's why he became a uh, uh, senior uh, team uh, captain. And uh, I think uh, I might say in those three three games, I think we played. Uh, I think about seven games, and I think we wow. lost four games only. So I, I knew he was a great player. That's that's incredible, Malcolm. So not only was he a good player, but you also realised that he had a very good cricketing brain and that he was going to be a good captain one day um did you was he obviously i assumed he also worked very hard 
Um, it wasn't just you pushing him, but d- did he have the ability to to come to you and say, Coach, I need to uh, hit more balls against the Dura wall. I need to work on some technical um, stuff, you know, and did he, did he always come to you and ask you for help as well? Yes, uh, Wesley is the kind of player who really likes to learn too much, you know. Wesley is, some, is someone who really respects cricket, you know. He's the kind of person that uh, he, he takes everything serious, no matter he's playing with the kids, no matter he's playing with the old boys. He's someone who's so serious about the things that he do. And after that thing, he comes back to me and asks you, Coach, do I have had the 100? What the mistakes I was making? What the things I was doing right? He's someone who learns. So I, I, I think that's the do you see him um, at the more cricket he plays for Zimbabwe do you think that maybe one day he will uh, he will probably captain the the test team as well uh, yeah I think so because uh, I would laugh at him sometimes he is not that patient you know when he's playing test he wants to eat every boy, you know. He does leave some balls sometimes. So, you know, test match, you have to be patient enough, leaving some balls pass through you. But Wesley likes to play every ball. So, I think, yeah, he's going to be given one day somewhere, somewhere. You really have to work with these patients now. But I do believe one day you will captain the test squad for a national team. Well, time will most certainly tell as we watch the progression of Wesley Madavere. So that was Malcolm Chikua. That was Wesley's junior coach. But a man who Wesley Madavere looked up to and admired and respected a great deal, not only as he was growing up as a kid, as he watched him play, uh, but also even now still held, holds him in very, very high regard. Former Zimbabwe batsman, now batting coach Stuart Matsikanieri, tells us how he met Wesley Madavere. Quite a strange one, Dean. Um, just after I stopped playing cricket, I, I took up coaching and um, and I started in, in in South Africa. I got a phone call from my from my former coach Steve Mangongo, um, who asked me to about about St Charles as a as a school and specifically more specifically their cricket program. Uh, so obviously, I was quite new in South Africa. I had no idea where St Charles was or what the cricket program is like. So, you know, he charged me to find out uh, more about them, which I did through our, our cricket professional, Justin Summons, who I worked with in, 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 Joburg, in Johannesburg. Mm. Um, so I got a lot of positive feedback about St. Charles, which I relayed back to, to Stephen Mangongo. Um, and then after that, that's when he told me that he's got one of his bright... Uh, uh, youngsters, uh, very promising in uh, in Wesley Matere, who's been offered a, a scholarship at St. Charles. So he just wanted to make sure that he was going in a place where he was going to grow. So that was the first time I uh, <clears throat> I came in contact with the name Wesley Matere. And, um, you know, later on, um, when I was then asked by Zimbabwe Cricket to do some consultancy work with the, with the under-19 programs. It, that would have been a few years later. Uh, that's when then I met Wesley Matilde physically. Um, you know, he was playing for... We, we did the Cubs Week in South Africa. 
and then we played the triangular series against South Africa and Sri Lanka thereafter. And yeah, this this young man was exactly what what Stephen had described. He was, uh, you know, really such a joy to to watch, such a joy to coach, such a joy to to work with. Um, but in that initial um, initial tournament, he featured more with the ball than he did with the with the bat. It was actually <laughs> quite funny because they had um, they had uh, they had prizes every single day for the best bowler, the best batter, the best fielder type of thing. And Wesley just totally cleaned up the bowling, um, uh, the bowling prices. He, you know, they, they used to give them a cap for each performance, and he did so well that he almost gave each and every single one of us in the coaching, in the coaching staff, a cap each. Um, but uh, you know, with the bat, like I said earlier, Stephen is quite a tough cricket coach. His standards are quite high, especially there at under nineteen. Wesley never featured in the top in the top seven. He was always eight nine. <laughs> um, but you no, know, such an impact with the ball. Uh, but I, you know, just working with him on the side, you could see that this guy has got such um, a lot to offer with the bat. Such a remarkable story because it, we hear of so many cricketers who initially start off as a bowler and then eventually develop into a very, very good batsman. Do you just put that down to hard work and determination? Oh, look, I think in the case of Wesley, I, I, he, he's come from a good program in, in Chitungwiza uh, with uh, uh, with Coach Malcolm and uh, and the guys that he works with there. Um, you know, not only you don't only see it in Wesley, you see it in the in a couple of the boys that that have sort of come up with him. You know, a Milton Shumba, a Clive Madande. There's quite a few of them, really, really bright uh, cricketers and with with good all round abilities. I think what happened with the with the under nineteen setup is um, is that he was just a lot more efficient for that program with the ball than he was uh, with the bets. Maybe it came with a with a bit of frustrations around the, the his you know his type of dismissals with, with the bat, he didn't always bat uh, lower down. Obviously, he he was given opportunities at the top, but I remember in his words, he, uh, you know, his, um, Steve Mangongo did say to me that he Wesley frustrates him because you know he bats so well and he almost just gives his wicket away. Mm. Um, you know, so it, that betting him lower down the order was his way of possibly just encouraging him to put more of a price um, on his wicket. But I wouldn't say that he was more, uh, really say that he was more a bowler than he was a better. Uh, I think he was always a, a solid all-rounder. Uh, but just that at the time that I came in, um, he was used more as a bowler. I don't know if that makes sense. It does make sense, very much so. Um, and, and I'm just wondering to myself, it, what I find so remarkable about young Wesley is his flexibility. So in T20 matches these days, he opens the batting and does so with a great deal of distinction. In a very short time, he's notched up four half centuries, which obviously is very good. Um, and then it seems to me he's more comfortable in the middle, in the middle order when playing 50-over cricket. Obviously, he hasn't quite worked out the longer format yet, but I'm sure that will come with time and with game time and, and experience. But where, where do you, as his current batting coach, see him fitting in in terms of, do, do you think he'll just be one of those floating players like so many Zimbabwean batsmen are able to do, or would you prefer to see him settle in a certain position? 
I think what you said is absolutely right, uh, Dean. My, my, my own preference is um, exactly what's happening with him at the moment. Uh, I'd like to see him play more of a role in the middle in, in 50-over cricket. Um, I think it suits his tempo and, um, you know, just his, his character, the way he wants to, you know, impose himself on, on, on the game. Um, he's, done, he's done quite well there. <clears throat> you know, without a doubt, he's, he's quite young. He will find... Um, you know, he will find his game the more he plays and the more he matures. But I also certainly believe that he's, he's, more, he's more suited for uh, for the middle in um, in 50 over cricket, five and six where he is at the, with this uh, with this current team. But if, eventually, I probably would like to see him set over at like a four um, type place. Uh, in the in the T20 setup, I think is where he belongs. Um, yeah. You know he's he's not uh, he's not afraid to explore certain things right up at the top. You know with a with a six over power play that's uh, I think it suits him it suits him quite well. And obviously it being a much much shorter game, you want him in there as early as possible to make uh, to make an impact, which which is he is doing really really well. Uh, mind you, one of his better innings he he, he came in at five, but. But fairly early in the game as well, which is where we sort of started started thinking, well, why don't we have this guy in a little bit early T Twenty cricket? Um, yeah, but um, in uh, in Red Bull cricket, um, you know, I think I think eventually he's uh, he will settle there. He will, he will he will find his way. Um, obviously, you know, he's he's. He's brought up playing a lot of a lot of white ball cricket in in, 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 in under nineteen in the under nineteen setup for his school and and stuff like that. So the more he plays first class cricket, uh, the more he's going to work it out. I mean, he's already started doing that with uh, you know with the Eagles. Um, I have no doubt that in a, in, in a not so far future, um, he's going to start making an impact in a, in in red ball cricket. Did you feel very honoured when he asked you? To uh, be the one to hand over his his international debut cap. I didn't, I didn't feel that I deserved to be the guy handing him his cap. So yeah, obviously it it, it was a, a massive honour and very very humbling um, experience. Yeah, this is a lot of responsibility. I mean, a guy um, uh, experiences that once uh, in in a in each format. Uh, so yeah, it was it was very special for him to ask me. You know. Uh, to do the honours was was very special. You're listening to Dean at Stumps, hosted by Dean Duplessis. As humble as always, former Zimbabwe batsman, now uh, batting coach Stuart Matsikinieri, talking about Wesley Maravere and how he got to, uh, I suppose, uh, get to know this uh, talent slightly better. All right then, so let's now finally get to hear from the man himself, Wesley Madevere, who has represented Zimbabwe in a handful of one-day internationals and T20 matches, but has shown huge potential and great promise. So, what has the journey been like for Wesley so far? Yeah, uh, so far so good. Uh, I really can't complain uh, at the moment, but uh, yeah. It's uh, something that I've always uh, dreamt of, especially when we talk about playing international cricket. But uh, having to score as much runs and uh, contribute to the to the team, I think it's uh, 
it's something special for me and uh, I'm grateful for the opportunities that I've been given. Absolutely, I can understand that. We, we're going to get into your form and, and everything else that you hope to achieve as an, as an international cricketer very shortly, but a lot of people probably don't really know too much about your background. Just give us a bit of a, uh, bring us up to, to, tell us a bit about yourself. Where were you born and, and how, did, how were you introduced to the game of cricket? Well, so yeah, um, I grew up in uh, one of the famous areas in Zimbabwe, which is Chitungwiza. Um I remember going to uh, Saint Edens Primary School. That's where that's where I did my primary school there, and um, I got uh, I, I was just I started watching cricket from from the from the sidelines, right. and uh, I just fell in love with the game. So I decided to. Um, uh, uh, see uh, what will happen if I join, and then uh, uh, after that, uh, started. Uh, not, not one of my coaches noticed that uh, I had a, I was decent actually at catching uh, cricket balls. So he thought uh, I might I must uh, take it seriously. So from then I decided to take it seriously. Then uh, I developed the skills, the batting skills and the bowling skills. But all credit goes to the uh, primary coach. He's, the, he's probably the one who, one guy who made me uh, play cricket because there was a time that I that I decided to uh, to quit cricket. That, I think that was in grade five, and he's the uh, he's the one who actually told me to take it seriously, and I did. So his name is Coach Malcolm. He's still there at Saint Edmunds Primary School. That's absolutely amazing. And and has he been in touch with you as he's watched your career progress? Yeah, uh, definitely. He's one of the guys that I normally go go to for for ideas, and he's one guy who helps me a lot, especially when I'm out of form, because he knows me better than uh, any other guy. So we've been in touch. He's like a father to me, and we we're always chatting about cricket and stuff. So when did you realize? What point in your young career did you realize that? I believe I'm good enough to actually take up cricket as a profession as opposed to, you know, maybe pursuing uh, other interests other than cricket or sport. I think it started when I was in grade seven. I got appointed for the for the captain. So I was the captain for the first team squad. And um, we actually broke a record, which was... Uh, we we all the games that we played throughout the year we never lost a game. And we actually got to play to the the, the biggest stage of the of uh, uh, primary school cricket, which was the it was called the uh, Nash Games, and um, we also did well that side. So that's when I actually thought uh, I told myself that if I become serious at this, it might be a life changing thing for me. Absolutely. Now, tell us a bit about your your first your first international cap that you got. Well, I mean, actually, before that, talk to us a bit about playing under nineteen cricket because it, that, that was something that um, that I think was where people really started to hear the name Wesley Madevere quite regularly. I mean, you went to quite a few under nineteen World Cups, didn't you? Yes. Yes. And what was it like? I mean, it's not just about um, obviously representing your country, but tell us about some of the international players you were up against and who you you competed against, who have gone on to represent their countries. Do you remember any of them? Yeah, I still got some some names in my head. 
So I started playing under 19 cricket. Uh, I was 2015. I was only 15. So I got lucky. Uh, I played well in the, 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 the high school level. I was playing first team when I was uh, form two. So one of the coaches uh, actually saw me playing, then he was interested in me. Then he called me for trials for the under 19. Then I did well that side. And the first World Cup, I remember we played in Bangladesh. And uh, some of the guys that I still remember from that World Cup, there is uh, Mehedi, uh, Miraz Mehedi is oh, yes. uh, playing the, uh, for the Bangladesh uh, national team. There is yeah. uh, Shanto Hossein, there is uh, Azari Joseph, Sam Karen, um, Mahmoud, the guy who's playing for, for England right now, the, the first bowler. There is Dan Lawrence. Um, there's so many guys. Uh, uh, some of the some of them are actually uh, forgot their names, but there's so many guys that, that are playing international cricket right now. But that was only from the two, 20, uh, 2015 World Cup. So I uh, played the 2016 World, uh, 2015 World Cup, then 2018, then 2020. So there's a there's a lot of guys that are uh, are played with the other 19 that are that are that are playing international cricket right now. That's incredible. And and I want to take you back to that 2015 World Cup because uh, obviously the team played very good cricket in that particular World Cup. Beating South Africa, I would imagine, would have been a big highlight for you. But then, unfortunately, the whole drama of the Mancad incident against the West Indies, um, how did you as a team take that? Because that, I mean, although we understand that that is fully within the laws, we, we understand that, but it was a rather cruel way to be to be kicked out of the World Cup, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I think it was, but um, yeah, I, I still remember guys uh, in the changing room crying, feeling so low after winning, after losing, losing that game, because we thought we had it in our hands, but unfortunately the way it ended, it actually broke all, the, uh, broke all our hearts, especially the fans in Zimbabwe cricket, in Zimbabwe. But yeah, it, it's something that uh, that's in the the, the the law of the game. But uh, there's nothing more we could have done about it. But uh, I, I just still remember the coach uh, saying to us, whatever result came out, I know it didn't it didn't come out uh, our way. But uh, he was proud of the way that we played because we actually played some good cricket there than the, the 2015 World Cup. Now, tell us a bit about the your your one-day international debut. If I'm not mistaken, that was against Bangladesh, in Bangladesh. Um, who handed you your cap, and how much of that game do you remember? Were you extremely nervous? Yeah, obviously that was um, one of the moments that I've been waiting for, and uh, you know, the the fans in Bangladesh just makes it a little bit uh, spicy there. You know the the. the <laughs> The 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 whole the whole the whole the whole ground is full. There's a, there's a lot of to, there's a lot to play for. Yeah, I actually remember I couldn't sleep the, the night before because I was so nervous. But yeah, the um, the guy that ended my cap that was Coach Stuart Matsikanyere is one of the guys that I grew up looking up to. Mm. So I just thought uh, it would be it would be good if he hands me the cap. So he's one of the guys that I, I was just chatting to so that I can calm my nerves. But uh, he actually helped me a lot to get through that uh, that that situation, and um, I actually remember scoring 34 runs. Although we didn't we didn't do well that game, 
we didn't bet nicely but uh still remember uh scored 34 then i took uh one wicket uh tamino was the victim there but uh it was a memorable debut for me absolutely Where's, is Bangladesh, it always, us looking, watching TV or listening to the radio or uh, whatever the case may be, us looking in from the outside, it always appears that Bangladesh is a very tough place to tour. I've been there. Obviously, the people are very friendly and hospitable, but playing Bangladesh, you've been there on a couple of occasions now. Is it a tough country to tour in terms of the conditions? Yeah, definitely. It is a tough, condi- uh, tough place to tour. Especially when we look at the conditions, because if you if you take a look at it, it's a uh, uh, it's more favorable to spin, and they got quite good spinners. They like so Shakib, um, Taiju, all of them. Yeah. It is a tough a tough place to to talk, but it's a uh, one good experience you'd want as a cricketer, because uh, there's always pressure. There's always uh things to play for but uh it's always nice to to challenge yourself as a cricketer because that's the only thing that that uh that gets you far getting through those tough uh situations but uh it's a it's a lovely place to to play cricket i i want to actually take you back to something that you mentioned just now and that was the handing over of your first cap which was by stuart mazzicanieri do you get to choose who gives you your cap? So do you maybe, for example, say, I've always admired Stewie Matsukanieri, so I'd want him to give me my cap, or is it just something that is out of your hands and decided for you? No, it's uh, it's actually up to the, the player to decide, because ah. um, you're the only one that knows uh, where you came from. You actually have a clear, clear picture of what you want, who you want, who have uh, been with you through the the tough times? With so it's up to the player to actually decide. So it's uh, it, it doesn't have to come from somebody some somebody else. It has to come from the the the, the actual player. Okay, okay. I've always wondered about that. Um, now, Wiz, let's talk a bit about your form. Your form has been very, very good in the shorter format. So the one-day international form has been good. The T20 form has been absolutely um, outstanding, to be perfectly honest with you. You know, you've scored four half centuries in a limited amount of cricket that you've played. And there's certain very well-known batsmen who've played a lot of cricket and haven't quite you know, scored as many half centuries as you have in, in the time that you've played. Which format do you prefer the most? Do you prefer the 50-over format or the T20 format, and why? Uh, I would say the, I, I, I prefer the, the one-day one day cricket because even from, from my younger age, I always enjoyed uh, watching the 50-over matches and stuff. But, yeah, T20 cricket, it's, it's more of a game that you can express yourself you've got the license to express yourself so <clears throat> it's actually becoming my my favorite now only because of uh, what's happening but uh other than that i think i still i still love cricket uh, test match cricket because mm. that's one of the the the, the best uh format you would need, want to play as a cricketer and but uh all the cricket it, it, it has always been my, my number one but uh hopefully the T20 stuff doesn't take away the, the, the love that I have for the ODIs and the test matches. 
Absolutely. And and in terms of um, the longer format, so in other words, first-class cricket and the very brief opportunities you've been given, given to play test cricket, I mean, you've only played two test matches, so you're still a, an infant with that. But um, obviously, you've struggled a bit to get to grips with the form of the longer version, so your Logan Cup cricket and, and test match cricket and playing for the A side, um, as opposed to the shorter formats. What do you put that down to? Why do you think that is? I think it's just a matter of finding the in-between, uh, the in-between area, because uh, I still feel, from what I've noticed, I just struggle to to balance the two. So I tend to, sort of like, uh, from what I've done before, I've tried to change my game completely when I'm playing test match, of which that's not the, the point. But um, I've been working on it, and... Uh, I still believe that uh, it will come up, come out right uh, in the in the future. Because it's so important to find that in between, isn't it? Where you still stay positive yeah. and you don't completely go into your shell, but where you understand that there's a time to rein yourself in and not necessarily be as expressive as you are in the shorter formats, which you're doing so good at. Now, you batted with success in uh, as an opener in uh, T20 cricket, T20 international cricket, and at under-19 level, but you've also had a lot of success and probably more success in 50-over cricket in the middle order. Again, what which do you prefer? Because it seems to me when you bat in the middle order in one-day international cricket, 50-over cricket, you, you, you're very good in terms of strike rotation, and it's not just about trying to hit boundaries, whereas in the T20-over format, you have a very specific plan, and that is to try and dominate the bowling and transfer pressure. So which positions do you do you do you feel that you'd one day like to find yourself at more permanently at the top of the order or in the middle order uh right now with the the way that our squad is the the zim team uh i don't really have a, a choice but uh rather than betting the the the, the, the mid order and i had to I had to take that to the chin and just do what the team wants. And um, after I discovered that uh, it's a team, it's a team, it's a team play. Yeah. I actually found it easy to to score runs there and uh, express myself as well. But uh, hopefully one day I'll be I'll be I'll go down the down the order, maybe three or four. But uh, we'll see where it takes me. But uh, in the T20s, I'm actually enjoying opening the betting. It was something that I've done before, but I, I had not done it at the, at the highest level of uh, cricket. But uh, actually, I would say I'm, I'm, I'm fencing it there. So hopefully carries on like that. Let me tell you, you remind me very much of a former South African batsman. He was a little bit before your time, but obviously with technology, you may have seen a bit of footage of him. You remind me a lot of Herschel Gibbs in a way that you're very good in that cover point region when you're fielding, but some of the shots that you play are fearless, absolutely fearless. Have you ever watched a bit of Herschel Gibbs in the way that he went about his business? Yeah, I have watched him, uh, especially the game that... Uh, the, the 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 famous uh, four something. Four, three, uh, I don't remember yeah. the, the actual score, yeah. but I've watched it a couple of times. Where he was just demolishing bowlers, he was just playing his game and uh, just dominating everyone. So from that, I actually learned some stuff, and I've actually tried to implement that to in, into my game. But uh, he's one guy I've 
absolutely love to watch him. Yeah, because there's such similarities. Honestly, there really are. Um, and uh, tell me about um, your bowling, ways because that's something that also seems to be something that you can work on. Do you feel that with uh, a little bit of more work and a bit more game time out in the middle that you could become a genuine all-rounder for Zimbabwe? Yeah, I've uh, thought about it. Um, since I was a kid, I've always loved betting and bowling and fielding. Uh, pretty much an all-rounder since primary school. So, um, uh, and just getting that opportunity to bowl uh, for Zimbabwe, I think it's it's been nothing but special for me. And I'm grateful for the, for the opportunity that I've got. But yeah, uh, I just look to get better and better at what I'm doing. And uh, hopefully one day I'll be a genuine all-rounder, but I'm working on it. And I can certainly see that you are. But to tell me about the five-wicket haul that you got against South Africa A eh, in the four-day game, which unfortunately was uh, had to be cancelled due to the third wave of, of the corona pandemic. But uh, you certainly seem to be enjoying yourself quite a bit there, getting some of the big wickets. Yeah, it was, uh, it was fun. Um, it, it's my job to take wickets as well, especially if you're an all-rounder. You gotta, when you get a chance to bowl, you got to make sure you make the most out of it. And um, uh, thankfully, the, 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 the conditions were uh, spin-friendly and uh, got it to 10. And um, uh, lucky enough, I got some, some wickets there. But uh, yeah, that, that's true. I was actually enjoying my bowling at that moment. I was also looking forward to bet on that wicket as well. But unfortunately, <laughs> it couldn't happen. But yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it would have been wonderful to have seen you in action batting. But Tell me something, Wes. When when a team is quite badly beaten, which unfortunately, from a Zimbabwean perspective, was the case, badly beaten by, admittedly, a very strong South Africa A side, do you is there anything that you learn from that? Because you know, they, to be fair, that the team wasn't Zimbabwe A weren't really in the game, so they were quite badly beaten. But did you come away feeling that, despite the fact that we were badly beaten, I did actually learn quite a bit from this game? Yeah, that's uh, one thing uh, most of the cricketers do. We learn from, from others because it's actually um, easier if you if you put some, 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 some time in it. It will actually help your game. So I was, uh, there's, uh, there's quite a lot of players I was looking at. And uh, just from watching, I could, I could pick up uh, small things and I could... Just try and uh, put that in my game and uh, see where we can take me. But uh, I, was trying, I was trying by all means to learn as much as I can there. Yeah, because Alton Chikumbura in an interview was telling me that he learned a lot um, from when he was in the field and watching batsmen, international batsmen go about their business. And he also, le- also learned a lot from when he was at the crease and watching bowlers. One of the cricketers he looked up to immensely was Andrew Flintoff from England. Um, I mean, obviously, you wouldn't have played a great deal of, of international cricket, but are there any are there any international cricketers that you do any current international cricketers that you do look up to and and I suppose try to emulate? Um, I mean, betting wise, there's uh, one of my my favorite players that's Virat Kohli and ABD Villiers. I've tried to mold my game around them and. Um, just from doing that, I've noticed that it has it helped me a lot. And um, yeah, in Zimbabwe, these guys like BT, mm-hmm. uh, Chamu, Elton, 
uh, Sean and Raza, those are the guys that I actually grew up looking up to. And just from the, just from uh, for, for having that opportunity to actually practice with them uh, in person, that actually helped me as a cricketer as well to see how they go around their business, how they do things and learn from that. But yeah, uh, other than that, if you take a look at it from the, from the bowling side, I've uh, watched uh, Ashwin Board, Jadeja and them. And just from watching from them, you learn a lot, a lot of stuff. And uh, I'm grateful and um, I'm actually glad that uh, just from watching them, it's, it's helping my game as well. Yeah. Um, I, I was also just wondering about um, the your, your time when you went from senior school in Zimbabwe to senior school in South Africa. Now, I, being a Zimbabwean, had to do my schooling in, in South Africa at a school for the blind there. Um, and I found it, a, despite the fact that, really, if you think about it, South Africa is just a little hop and a skip over the Limpopo River. And in some ways, South Africans and Zimbabweans do have similarities, but in other ways, we're very different from one another. So I really struggled to adapt to the South African way. How did you find going to school in South Africa? Did you find it a hostile environment? What, what was the environment like when you had to change from Zimbabwe to South Africa in terms of your schooling? Uh, I mean, as... Uh uh, I actually consider myself a little bit lucky there because where I was, there wasn't so much stuff that I would say was bad. Although there was some bad stuff you come across, but it wasn't as much, especially at the school that I was. There, there was nice people there. Only a problem uh, that I, I thought I, I just faced was uh, a language barrier, I think. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, some people make fun of it, but uh, it actually helped me a lot to uh, pull out, pull out, pull out my socks and uh, and and get better at that. But uh, it was it, it wasn't as bad as I, I thought it would it would be. Okay, well, that's nice to know. And I, I would imagine that in terms of your cricketing uh, skills, there you learnt a huge amount from very established coaches. Are there any memorable moments that you have from from playing there and interacting with? experienced coaches yeah there was um actually a few that i was also lucky and at that uh got to do some 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 sessions with uh money van vick mm. he actually became one of the coaches at our school so just having that uh that guy at our school actually meant a lot to me and with the knowledge that he had it, it helped my game to get better and better. And uh, with the amount of cricket that we played in South Africa and the amount of tournaments that we played, it, it was sort of like competitive cricket. So there's only one way you you can only get better. So with the time that I had, uh, I, I, I did in South Africa and the amount of uh, coaching that I get, I feel like that's some of the, 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 the things that actually helped my game to get better. Yeah, yeah, and Monay van Wijk obviously was here with the Pakistan series commentating, so I would imagine that he would have spent a bit of, or just at least caught up and uh, re-established re your relationship as well. Did you get to see him? Yeah, I got to see him. I actually got to chat with him with uh, the, 
a special chat together. We shared some views. He actually helped me with the, some of the stuff that I, I, I wasn't noticing. But, you know, his experience, he's caught me a, a couple of times and he sort of like knows some of the stuff that I need. And he actually helped me. And uh, with that information, uh, I feel like that's some of the reasons why I'm, I'm performing the way I'm doing right now. Wiz, I just want to talk a bit about the Bangladesh series and in the upcoming series against Ireland when that does happen, and then we'll conclude. But um, as much as that does, that series against Bangladesh obviously would have hurt in terms of results, there was some incredibly good cricket played by a number of, of the younger players. So yourself, you were right up there. You scored the most runs. Um, Dion Myers as well was, was very influ- instrumental and influential as well. Is it? It was what I noticed is that it seemed to me that you were allowed to, you were given freedom and to really express yourself as a batsman. Um, and it was one particular over that, of course, we remember that the five consecutive boundaries that you hit in the third and final T20. <laughs> Just talk us through that. I mean, my eyes were going wider and wider and wider as I was listening to the commentator describing all the shots that you played. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's uh, one of the things that actually helps uh, youngsters when they get into the, into the team. Just that freedom to do what they know and just express themselves. And uh, I feel like the, the youngsters responded well to that. And um, just having to, to see the, the likes of Myers play the way he did, it was just something uh, special to watch because it actually reminded me of the... The first few games of my my career, and uh, just just being able to witness that, it made me see that there's a there's a bright future for the youngsters, especially in Zimbabwe. And yeah, uh, yeah, just uh, going back to that over, I think uh, there wasn't a lot going in my mind. I was just focusing on watching the ball and uh, just making sure that I execute well. And uh, it. Uh, fortunately, it actually it went well in my favor, and uh, I'm actually grateful for the for the hard work that I, I've, uh, I've, 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 I've done with uh, some of the coaches here in Zimbabwe, just getting ready for that uh, that the series. And uh, like they say, hard work uh, always pays off, and mm. um, for that I'm always grateful. So when when you get into a zone like that, Wes, when you really start to play shots like you did in that particular over with those five consecutive boundaries, um, are you predominantly, I know that you said that you're just watching the ball very closely, which obviously is very important, but um, how much of it was also due to trigger movements? So footwork, deciding whether you're going to be on the back foot, the front foot, is, or is it more to do with hand-eye coordination or is it a bit of both? Uh, I feel like yeah, it, it it's more about that hand and eye coordination and stuff. But I feel like as a batsman, if you just stay in the, in the moment and just trust the the, the processes, because some of the, the the things we do it in the nets, then when we go into the field, we actually forgot the the processes. But if you just make sure that uh, you you're doing the processes right, all the the the, the things will fall into place. Um, your instinct will take over and you'll be surprised because things will go over your side. I was actually surprised, but uh, taking a look at it, I actually remember just staying in the moment and just trusting the processes and it actually helped. 
Well, you may have been you may have been surprised, but I can assure you, your fans weren't surprised. But they were still very happy to see you play the way you did. Now, um, obviously, Ireland is up and coming. It's been postponed slightly due to COVID and so on. But I would imagine that um, that's something that you're looking forward to very much. I, have you ever been to that part of the world before? No, uh, unfortunately, I haven't. But um, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Hopefully one day I'll be able to to get there and uh, experience some stuff. Well, you will. I can assure you when that tour goes ahead, you're going to be there and uh, doing Zimbabwe proud. Wesley Madavere, it's been an absolute privilege to be able to talk to you. Thank you so very much for your time. Um, obviously, there's a lot of fans who have really appreciated what you've done in your short but successful career as an international cricketer for Zimbabwe. Is there... Is there perhaps anything you would like to say to them? Uh, first of all, thanks, Dean. Uh, actually, uh, glad and uh, it's an honor also talking to you. But uh, one message that I just have for the fans is uh, the never stop believing in uh, in Zim cricket. We the, the the good times will come ahead. It's a there's a sign. It's a sign that uh, good things are about to fall into places and. For your support, I just want to say thank you and uh, God bless. You're listening to Dean at Stumps, hosted by Dean Duplessis. Don't you just love the way that he ends the conversation? Never stop believing in Zim cricket, to quote him. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people feel exactly the same. That then concludes this podcast. It was a real uh, pleasure talking to Wesley Maravere, as well as to his coaches as well. Malcolm Chikua and Stuart Matsukineri. Thank you so much indeed for listening to the podcast. I'm uh, pretty much done and out of here, but I'll be back again pretty soon. Until then, stay safe and take care. Goodbye. You've been listening to Dean at Stumps, Zimbabwe's only weekly cricket podcast.